Are you looking to build your DIY workshop business? Welcome to the Workshop Podcast, a place to inspire, gather, and connect with other creatives. To help grow your impact and your creative business, I'm your host and business coach, Jacqueline Diaz. Welcome to the Workshop Podcast, episode 22. Super excited to be talking today with Angela Crocker. She is my girl when it comes to content planning. She is super passionate about what she does, and is a thought leader on online communities, digital decluttering, education technology, digital parenting, and content planning. Now, Angela works as an author, speaker, and instructor to help individuals and businesses navigate the issues, challenges, and joys of living a digital life. We're going to chat about why content planning is so important also about the cycle of content planning. She has written a book with nine step process. So we're going to go through a few of those. And also she gives us tips on what you should do to get started. Welcome, Angela. Super excited to have you here on the podcast today. Thank you for joining us. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Ah, Angela, what I love about you is that we could talk for hours about business, about connecting, about how we can help each other, and we're not even in the same industry. So true. As so much of our business philosophy is aligned in the way that we treat people, the way that we connect with people, the way we communicate. Uh, and I think that's really important that communication is universal and knowing how to do it in the effective ways that you do and I, in the way I think I do it effectively uh, is a good model for anybody in business. Yeah. So if you haven't kind of gotten the gist already, Angela is a communications expert and content is her jam. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I work as an author, as an educator, and as a speaker, helping people figure out how to live with technology and all the digital tools that we have available to us now. Today, we're talking about content planning, which is one of my areas of expertise. And it's a method of creating content in a way that reduces our stress and just helps us make decisions around creating content so that we can get on with the business. So quite honestly, for any business owner, Creating content is just one marketing task out of many marketing tasks to be done. And marketing is just one category of business tasks. You've still got to serve your customers. You've got to deal with finance. You've got to deal with the HR. You've got to do all sorts of things. And so part of what I want to do is create systems that people can use to make their lives a little bit easier. Content planning is one of them. I also do work around decluttering your data and organizing your information. I have books about digital legacy, and I even do some books with parents and teachers around educating youth and let, helping them learn how to be digital citizens. So really, I live my life online, but I'm also advocating for living a healthy and productive life, if, even if it includes online time. Amazing. Now, you've had quite the year. So you've completed two books in one year. Uh, just absolutely amazing. And uh, how did you become so passionate about writing? I didn't realize until about 10 years ago that I was a writer. Uh, and I reflect now back on my life. I was editor of my grade four newspaper in my grade four class. I was editor for two years of my high school newspaper. I took communications in university, which is all about connecting, communicating. And 
all along the way, I'm writing, I'm writing proposals, I'm writing press releases, I'm writing website copy, I'm writing emails, and it suddenly clicked. Well, and quite honestly, I had a swift kick in the backside from some writer friends. You're like, Angela, you're a writer. You should just find yourself as such. <laughs> and <laughs> so over the last eight years, I have written or co-written six books. Uh, and I love the, the writing process. I love researching and gathering ideas. And my ideas are my own, but they're well supported by research. I think that there is often a risk when an expert says they have a book out that it's all their advice all the time. Uh, yes, my books are my advice, but they are well supported by academic literature, by trade research, by other experts, by conferences I've attended, and talking with people in the field who are actually doing a similar sort of work or work that is allied. Uh, so I feel like there's a lot of, of value in what I'm, I'm writing. And having written two books and released them this year, I'm taking a little break and right now I am not writing a book, which is a very unusual thing for people to announce. <laughs> oh my goodness. But you're doing a lot of public speaking and, uh, and this podcast is just another, another medium of communication as well, isn't it? Absolutely. I love talking with people on podcasts. I do a lot of public speaking at conferences and schools. I'm also a post-secondary instructor. So I'm back to a new semester and teaching my adult students. Uh, one of the courses that I teach is in fact called content planning. It's uh, based on the work that we're talking about today. Amazing. So in my industry, we're all DIYers. We perhaps own retail locations and we're leading workshops and we're trying to uh, let others know uh, exactly what we do because there's this like mystery, like what exactly is DIY and what workshops are you doing? And I mean, content is part of the marketing plan. So it is. Yeah. So why is content so important? Well, content is extraordinarily important for, for any industry. And I have to say, although I'm not in the business of DIY, I am a DIY aficionado. I love going to your store, Jacqueline, taking a workshop. I have an entire closet of artist supplies and different things that I'm putting together. So I get your industry in a, in a customer way. And I think what customers of DIY businesses need is to understand you know, what's possible. They need inspiration. And so for a DIY business owner creating content, being able to convey your passion for what you're doing, to be able to share best practices, to be able to share new tools, techniques, designs, maybe it's something seasonal for the you know, December holidays or the summer holidays, it, there's different options there, of course. And what you're doing along the way as you create content is you are building a relationship with your customer or your potential customer. This is a huge thing is you can get your work out, they can hear about it and go, hmm, I think I might try that DIY workshop next time it comes around. You're also establishing your authority because honestly, there are many, many businesses in any given category. And so by creating effective content online, any DIY business owner can really elevate their business and help themselves become more of an authority in the space. So then you can be the go-to person, right? So when people think of DIY, I want my customers to think of me. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You want to be top of mind. And the only way to stay top of mind is to create content consistently. 
creating mm -hmm. content and then setting it and forgetting it as some people do. It's not a to-do item on your list that you just have to get done and it's done forever. It's actually a to-do item that needs to be a recurrent item. You brush your teeth every morning, well, at least once a day, probably should be checking in on your social media feeds. Once a week, once a month, whatever your interval is, it doesn't matter what the gap is. It'll be slightly different for every business, but the consistency is key. Get your ideas out there, get your help out there. You are being a helper, you're being the go-to person, as you say, Jacqueline, and that help is going to be uh, good to keep people, in, keep you in people's minds, if you will. So you spoke a lot about um, how we wear many hats as an entrepreneur. HR oh, payroll. I remember like the first um, application I had to fill out uh, for um, a supplier and, and every line was like, okay, can you give us the contact for uh, shipping? And that was me. Can you give us the contact for receiving? That was me. The accounting. It's like, Jacqueline, everything was like Jacqueline. <laughs> and so if you were to give me a list today of all the things that I do in my business, if content writing was on there, I would say, no, 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 that is not me. I would not be front and center to write my name down under that list. <laughs> now, content writing, it can be scary. Absolutely, it can be scary. It's hard, especially if people aren't accustomed to putting their words on paper or digital paper or yeah. putting their voice on the air or putting their face out in video or in a photograph. It can be very uh, disconcerting. And I think that it sort of ties into a lot as women in business. You know, we do all have different body image issues or things that we're worried about, or maybe, you know, baby threw up on our shirt as we left <laughs> for the office and we just threw a cardigan on because we had to go. Um, it just depends. But I do think that um, putting your face uh, into your business, it gives your business personality. And if you don't want your face online, your hands can be online. You can show your hands in action. If you really object to your face being out there, you can showcase your work uh, from the wrists down or the elbows down. Uh, just make sure you wear a branded apron when you do that, please, so that we know what shop it is and who it might be. Uh, your store location can also be something to showcase in your content. You can take photographs of the amazing people that visit, with their permission, of course. You can take photographs of your displays as you're shuffling through new products. You can showcase new designs that you're teaching. There's lots of ways to create content that aren't necessarily about you personally. However, no matter what way you want to do it, you've got to do it. And that's where content planning can come in handy. Part of the content planning cycle that I teach uh, is about helping business owners make decisions about what they're going to do, which also means they've made decisions about what they're not going to do. So your book that you wrote about is, is your content planning is your cycle, your nine step cycle. So can you go through maybe the first few that we need to think about? Absolutely. Well, the very first thing you want to do is be solid about your purpose. That's step one. Hmm. Why are you creating content? Are you trying to attract more customers? Are you trying to deepen relationships with existing customers? Are you trying to showcase products so that you can sell them? Are you trying to fill workshops? And very likely you'll have more than one purpose, but content planning is easiest if you sort of dial into a purpose, a single purpose that's your primary reason for creating content. Next, you wanna be really, really clear on your audience. Who are you talking to? 
Are you in a suburban community where most of your customers are retired women and new moms who are trying to fill their days with a little bit of grown-up contact in between baby sessions? Well, then that might be your audience. But maybe you're set up in a college town and maybe you're attracting young people who are, want to come out for a wine and DIY kind of night. Well, maybe you're doing both. That's okay. Be very clear on who your audience is so you know who you're talking to. And then your content gives you uh, this opportunity to speak to them. Even if what you're writing or recording or photographing isn't words that are being heard, you are still creating content that speaks to them. So you're talking to a specific person. And I just love that you just mentioned that because content writing can be visual and it can be in word as well. Absolutely. Visual, audio, video, text, all of those different yeah. formats are part of content. It, it's not all about writing. Got it. Yeah. Okay, great. So that was step one and two. So your purpose and your audience. Up from there, you want to go on and think about your platform. And by that, I mean, what is your little bit of digital real estate where you want to connect with your customers? Now, for most businesses, I strongly, strongly, strongly urge, and I can't think of a DIY business where this wouldn't be true, you must have your own website. And ideally, you have a website with a blog. I could blog not agree more. That is so, so important. Yes. So important. People need to be able to find you. You need to have that place that you own and control. The mm. trouble with other it's social networks, online platforms, forums, anywhere else that you might connect is you never know when the rules are going to change. Um, so picking your platform is really, really important. I recommend starting with this, uh, starting with your audience where they want to be. So they may not want to come to your website because they don't know about your website. In that case, you've got to think a little bit further about your platform. Uh, and often these days, that means social media. So and it's free. Social media is free, people. Totally free. Uh, and if you want to, you can ex enhance your exposure with a little bit of paid, uh, you know, or earn some audience by paying for a little bit of extra audience through social media. But that's content 201. So let's just stick with 101. It's free, as Jacqueline says. Uh, having that free platform you need to pick where you're going to be. If you're going to be on LinkedIn because you're attracting business professionals and you're in an urban area, then LinkedIn might be the place to go. If you are working with mostly moms and retirees, then maybe Facebook's the place to go. Uh, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, YouTube, there's so many different channels. To I don't to. even understand some of those. <laughs> and that's okay. Uh, because if you don't need to understand them unless they are where your audience is going to be. And you know how you find that out? Talk to your customers. Just yeah, have a ask them where they're hanging out. Yeah. Ask them where they're hanging out. Absolutely. You don't need to guess. Do a little market research. Even if you just ask 10 customers over the next two weeks, hey, do you use Facebook? If, they sell, if 9 out of 10 say yes, well, that's a pretty good indicator that Facebook's the place for your business to be. Totally. And as retailers too, just asking that customer that actually comes in your door, how did you find out about us? That's my favorite question to ask. Great then question we'll to ask. Find out. Absolutely. And again, content planning, social media marketing are just one part of marketing. Maybe you've got a flyer that went out. Maybe you put an ad in the local exactly. paper. Maybe it's word of mouth. Who knows? There's all kinds of possibilities. Yeah, great. So we've talked about the first three steps of the content planning cycle, the why, the who are you talking to, and the platform. Next, I want you to think about your ideas. 
Now, when I teach content planning, I literally teach a four-hour workshop about brainstorming and research techniques that can help businesses figure out what they're going to say. That's the number one question I get. Well, what can I say? You can say lots and lots of things. Uh, and for DIY business, I've hinted at some of those things in the comments I've already made. It's about the products, it's about the people, it's about the location, it's about the projects, it's about the community work that you're doing. Uh, it's about things that are happening in your community because when you're making content, it shouldn't always be all about you. Mm -hmm. You wanna make it clear that you're part of a business community, you're part uh, of an entrepreneur community. In fact, that's why Jacqueline and I are friends, right? Mm -hmm. We met through an amazing organization, Mompreneur Canada, and uh, Jacqueline's friendship is uh, just an absolute blessing for me from that relationship with a bigger organization. I got, a, you know, I got Jacqueline out of that deal. That was amazing. <laughs> hey, and I got you, which is amazing because we've both over the years seen so much growth in each other. And really, it doesn't come without knowing that the support is there for us. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So the content that your store is creating can create those kinds of relationships. Um, and you're going to foster introductions. You're going to highlight people in the community. You're gonna be the drop-off point for the bottle drive, which might sound terrifying, but hey, if all those families are using your parking lot to come in and you know, raise money for the Terry Fox Run or some other charitable activity, rock on. I think that's fantastic. Totally, and it is about, um, it's a very helping environment too, isn't it? Like the DIY industry, I always say it's, it's and I actually learned this term from another friend, Michelle, that we're in the life improvement industry. <laughs> Ooh, life improvement industry. Right? I like that. That creative um, aspect. So if we can help improve the lives of our community in any way, like you said, a bottle drive, that is a marketing strategy as well, even though it is something that you want to initiate just for the sake of helping as well. Absolutely. And I think that in the content sense, DIY businesses that are in that, in what did you say? Empowering lifestyle? No, I just lost it. Uh, the improvement industry. Improvement Life improvement. Improvement industry. Yeah. You're very naturally positioned to be wanting to be helpful. That is the nature of the DIY business. Uh, and so if you take that attitude into your content, it's going to serve you really, really well. And we stop, I don't want to take, I think it would take too long to talk through all nine steps of the content. Sure, program. yeah. I want to just sort of tease on the fifth of the nine so that your listeners have a sense of where they're going. Totally. Uh, and that in itself, just the first four steps that you shared, have so much like thought into that planning process that, yeah, I don't want to overwhelm our listeners here at all, but definitely those four things are food for thought. And then where could we learn the, the other steps if we were interested? Well, the ideal thing would be to uh, get online to your favorite retailer, bookstore, locally or online, uh, and look for my book. It's called The Content Planner by Angela Crocker. And the full title is The Content Planner, A Complete Guide to Organize and Share Your Ideas Online. It was published by Self Council Press. I am the author, Angela Crocker. Uh, and it's literally available uh, any, pretty much anywhere English language books are sold, in Canada, in the United States, in England, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, wherever. Uh, hop onto your local retailer, and, uh, and certainly if you uh, are able to support your local bookstore, even if they don't have it, ask them to order it in for you. They'll be able to do that, no problem at all. What a wealth of knowledge. 
totally great. There's so much in that book and it's, it's very inexpensive. It's not like buying a, a university textbook where you're investing a lot of money. Uh, now, it happens the post-secondary course that I teach uh, often has an online section as well. So if anyone's interested in uh, learning more about that, they're welcome to contact me, Angela at AngelaCrocker.com, uh, and I'll pop them onto the link for whatever the upcoming semester is. Uh, of course, it's a, a post-secondary school, so it's a semester system, and uh, there are three sessions every year uh, just through that school. Uh, and there's uh, certainly lots that I do online as well in terms of content. So you're welcome to connect with me on whatever platforms and hopefully I can be helpful. So as a small business or, uh, owner and we're trying to get started on really being specific about the content that we're putting out there so that it is purposeful. Yes, please. No <laughs> junky content. I will not be happy. <laughs> it's all in the planning, not last minute, right? Sure. Yes. Absolutely. And the planning, I mean, the thing with the content planning as a business owner, if you take the time to do content planning right, it's going to save you tons of time because you're going to create content with purpose. You're not going to spend money creating videos that you never upload. You're not going to spend staff time setbacking the, the store for photographs that you never take. And you're going to be able to track what you've done in the past and see what works. There is an analysis process in this cycle. So it allows you to look back and go, oh, well, those kind of posts work really well. These kind of posts, not so much. Mm -hmm. uh, and so having that opportunity to, to do the analysis, again, saves you time, saves you money, and showcases your talent. That's really the, the hat trick for any business owner when they're taking on a, a marketing strategy. So what, if we was just getting started, your advice? Well, my first bit of advice, be very clear about why you're creating content and who you're talking to. And my second piece of advice is just do it. Get online and post something. The, the fear that people have about posting the wrong thing. Now you want to, you know, be careful. Don't post any you know, totally unflattering photos of people or that kind of thing. But just try it out. Post something on Instagram. Post a, try a Facebook Live broadcast. See if you, what you can do. Uh, do a Q&A and ask me anything. Or just start with a simple text post. Hey, we're excited because these new paints are in and it's the, it's the next season's colors. Come check it out. Just do something. You can only get better by practice. So practice your content. And my favorite, my favorite part about content is that you can press the delete button and redo it. Absolutely. But not <laughs> too many times. <laughs> 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 well, press the delete button if something really dreadful goes on. But I think people like, uh, more and more people are looking for content that is real and raw. It doesn't have to be super polished and edited and with a voiceover and a music layout and an intro and an outro. Absolutely, you can do those things if you want. But I think that the, the raw, get her done, let's be real kind of videos, that's where it's at, especially for DIY customers who or get it done kind of people themselves. Yeah, and it's so authentic. And then I think it just gets, you get to see the real person behind the business, which I think people do appreciate. Very much so, yeah. Yeah. Angela, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. And thanks to all your listeners for tuning in. Oh, uh, now I have a question for you. What's your okay. favorite social media platform? Personally, I really love Instagram. 
Um, but socially, I have many more connections on Facebook. So I spend quite a bit of time on both those platforms every day in my personal life. And when you're not writing, what do you plan on doing? I spend a lot of time doodling with fine art supplies. I have Ooh. a stack of Star Wars novels that I'm excited to get back to reading because now we're into the sort of cooler fall winter weather. Uh, and I really love exploring my local forests. Uh, I live near a piece of the, the, what was called the Trans-Canada Trail. It has a new name now, but I'm within steps uh, of a river and a forest, and I love you know just getting out in nature and checking it out. That's amazing. Now, I'm hoping you are going to be at the Achieve and Lead conference. We were talking about mompreneurs, so we're, they're hosting an Achieve and Lead conference coming up which I'm speaking at, and I'm so thrilled to be asked to do that. Yay, you, that's awesome. <laughs> I'll definitely be there too. Yay, okay, fantastic. We will see you there. And um, I'm gonna have the links into the show notes uh, for Angela's book that she spoke about, how you can get in contact with Angela if you're interested in learning more about uh, what she does and her expertise of content planning. And is there anything else that uh, you would like to tell our listeners? I'm just feel free to keep in touch. I am very accessible online and I do my very best to answer questions anytime they come up. So don't hesitate to get in touch. Awesome. Thanks so much, Angela. We'll see you soon. You betcha. Thanks, Jacqueline. Okay. Bye. This is going to be so much fun. So if you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, I don't want you to miss an episode. Be sure to follow me on Facebook at Jacqueline DIY. And for more free content, video, and solid advice to build your creative workshop business, inspired, please visit JacquelineDIY.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time. And if you're in the business of DIY, feel free to subscribe, leave a review, and tell a friend.